Welcome to episode 34 of the Gold Card Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Vince Colotti at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, the full crew, John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R Sama. Hey, guys. And Chris Chung at Prime Time. Happy birthday, Cal. What the latest? And me. <sighs> Thanks. Me and Cal both had birthdays this week. <laughs> it was awesome. My birthday was this year. This year? Congratulations. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. All right. So episode 34, this is the final episode of the competitive season. Uh, damn, we made it all year, guys. That's pretty good. There we go. Um, yeah, we'll just pat ourselves on the back for that one. That's good. A lot of times these things start up, but we kept at it, and that's, that's, that's awesome. But we got the obviously the World Championship Grand Finals Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern. Whatever that is, 4 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Central, whatever. 1 p.m. Paris time. I know that much. <laughs> um, it's going to be G2 against Fun Plus, and in a weird way, like kind of what a lot of people saw coming. But I don't, I don't know how many people actually had FPX going through. I think like before we knew the brackets, I think most people would have said it was going to be G2 SKT in the final. Like yeah. before we knew that they couldn't be in the final together. Yeah. And this is like pretty much maybe like matchup likeliness in the top four or five. Yeah, it's kind of. It, it, I always find it kind of interesting that you look at, if you, you go back and look at your pre-tournament like power rankings, right? This is something you everybody should do, especially if you're capping or doing daily fantasy, or whatever. Like, you should always go back and look at like where you were at, what you got wrong, what you got right, etc. And in a weird way, like this was exactly what we thought, like. We had our elite three, right? Yeah. I think I think we all pretty much agreed across the board that SKT, G two, and Fun Plus, in whatever order you prefer, were like the three best teams in the tournament. Yeah, I think I had these two one and three in my rankings. Yeah, I think I had them. I mean, I if I had to pick, I think I had SK Talk. I'm ahead of them, but like it was all so close. Like they were all so good. Yeah, so I think was... I had G two one. Yeah, FPX two. So like, and really, like three of our final four teams were our top three teams. So we got that much right. We got some of the other stuff off, but uh, this place, whoo! <laughs> um, so we have For FPX the record, I've been right about basically everything. So. Yeah, you've been on a, <laughs> you've been on an absolute heater this tournament. I was struggling pretty bad, but I got, I got like everything right last weekend pretty much. So, except for my pick of the week. But, uh, <laughs> my bonus pick was good. Um, so, I figured we'd take some time. This is probably going to be a bit of a shorter show because so I'll I'll just give I guess a disclaimer out to everybody on PSA. There's a lot of rumors floating around about off-season moves and um there's been there's actually been some actual contracts extensions and and players signing the teams and stuff. We're going to spend some time in the off-season going over all that stuff. For now, I just want to focus on this tournament, especially because a lot of it is still rumors and speculation and we don't know. Um, what do we know? We know Keen signed a three-year contract with Afrika. That's about the only, like, surefire news we know that's, like, actually official, right? Yeah, CV Max. Oh, yeah, CV Max to, to um, <coughs> King's Zone. Zone. Yeah. That's actually but, yeah. a nice fit for him, too. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, and that's about all we got for now. So, like, I, yeah, we could go into rumors and all that, but I, I don't want to do all that. We'll take, we'll take some hot stove season episodes. <laughs> Just like, uh, you know, all the main sports off seasons and we'll, we'll take Ning's getting overpaid <clears throat> okay let's go on oh, I, wait wait Ning like Invictus Jungle Ning 
Yeah. I 120% yeah. agree with you. Like 120%. We could talk about that at another time because we could really go well, into that. Yeah, we'll that... that for the off-season show, but we're going to have some scathing takes in the off-season show. That kind of show. me a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is it strictly based on semifinals? No, it's not. It's definitely not. It's I don't know, but Duke not. leaving was kind of sad, too. Like, huh? I mean, he wants to play. That's a I mean, good idea. Like, yeah, that's like a good move, but still makes me sad. Like, it's yeah. good for Duke, it's good for IG, and it still makes me kind of sad. At, at like the risk of going too far down this rabbit hole, there was speculation that one of the LPL Korean players was going to come back to Korea, but not as a player, as a coach. Could sounds, be Duke. Sounds like Duke to me. But uh, TSM Duke in the mix. Possibility. Keep that on your keep that on the edge of your tongues there, everybody. This is like almost as hilarious as the Zerk say to Invictus. Like every single time that someone like, like any it. jungler on Twitter, no matter who they are, says that they're a free agent, I just have to respond with like they're going to TSM. Even if it's like some EU Masters <laughs> some EU Masters jungler, some solo queue jungler, I'm like, Welcome to TSM, buddy. Nice job. That's awesome. Alright, so um yeah, we'll, we'll take some time in the offseason. Uh, we're, we're probably going to take at least a week off, I would guess. And then, you know, we got to figure out a schedule, like, during the offseason, like how often we're going to release episodes if we want to just, like, have guests on. Maybe we'll probably come up with a bunch of ideas for just, like, general, more general content that's not, like, current events-based, where it's, like, strategy or, you know, listener questions and stuff like that. Uh, and then, obviously, we'll have news and hot stove discussion and all that. So, um but for this episode, I think we're going to keep it on the briefer side, and we're just going to recap the two semifinals and then talk about our thoughts for the finals moving forward. So without further ado, let's go into the first semifinal we had, which was Fun Plus Phoenix, uh, taking it 3-1 over Invictus. Initial thoughts. Uh, I mean, we've had it, We've had a, almost a week to digest these now. And, uh, yeah, I, I was able to watch – I was able to catch each one twice. And I – it's weird. I, I think IG won the game that they deserve to win, even though they almost, like, Fun Plus almost made the comeback in that second game. Honestly, I think Fun Plus was just the better team in three of these four games. Isn't IG series, are, like, aren't all IG series just so weird? Like, yeah. every IG yeah. series, I'm just like, if you told me IG won 3-0 and just dominated them, I'd believe you. And if you told me they just lost 3-0 and got shit on, I'd believe you. Like, like there's just no, like, no, like no middle ground with this team, man. It's... Their series were the hardest to predict for me of, like, any, anything going on in this tournament is just, like, I just never know whether IG's going to – I mean, you know what their potential is. You know what their floor is. And it's just impossible to know day-to-day who's showing up when IG shows up. And I did think they were – they were – I think they probably should have evened up the series and taken it to Game 5. Um, I feel like the shy – I've been in the mental that I feel like he was in that game – where it's just like, I just got to go big and make big plays and do big stuff. Like, yep. I'm the one they're relying on. Like, I got to do it. And they just overplayed everything. And that's that's like a, a really common thing when people get in that mindset is you just start making really bad plays because you think you have to be yeah, you over the see, top. You see it in pro sports all the time where the superstar player on – you have like a superstar player on a bad team feel like he's got – you see this a lot in like basketball specifically where it's like yep. you got a guy that's like taking shots that he just should not be taking because he just doesn't trust his teammates, right? And that's what it felt all like the time, and it's kind of weird because that's like the one thing Invictus, for all the turmoil and all the roster changes and everything, the one thing that team had was that they they did have that. Like it, it never looked like they don't trust each other, regardless of the lineup. Sometimes it wasn't as clean as we'd like. Most times it wasn't as clean as we like, but 
that was like kind of the zone they operated in. So, in a weird way, this was like to to me anyway. This was like I wasn't surprised by Invictus's performance here, but I could totally see why it was upsetting to a lot of people, or like it was a, it was a letdown for a lot of people. Like Invictus didn't do anything that I, in my opinion, I I don't think Invictus did anything that wasn't a a problem leading into this that like they just Invictus have so many issues that they just play their way out of because they're ridiculously good players right and against other good teams sometimes you're just going to lose because you can't play your way out of a paper bag all the time and I mean I was on fun plus for this series like from a betting standpoint primarily when we did the podcast last week I was initially on fun plus because I thought this was close to a 50-50 and I just take the dog. It was like plus 135 or whatever. Like in that, if you think it's 50-50, you take the value, right? And it, whatever happens, happens, right? The more I got closer to game time and I did my blog post and there were like two or three days in between, the more I thought about it and the more I broke this series, I was like, Fun Plus is just a better team. Like they're just playing better League of Legends. I don't know if they have better players. I think they have things that are exploitable too and we're going to get to that eventually. But... I think Invictus are, like, a much sloppier team than FunPlus was, so I think, like, in a best-of-five series, like, you just need so many overperformances to overcome, like, fundamental errors like that. Like, Invictus are just a sloppy team, like, for better or for worse. Like, sometimes that's good for them. I think in this series it punished them because FunPlus were just, for the most part, pretty clean. I do think they had, like, actual mechanical breakdowns. Oh, like, yeah, IG yeah. had really bad mechanical breakdowns that we're not used to seeing from them. Like I don't think it was just like sloppy team play. I do think mm-hmm. they're like they're they're usually individually playing at a super high level and it's at its other things like you know, like getting caught out, not like the way they use their abilities. And I did think that yeah. their like actual micro game in this was was pretty bad at some points. So I was a little bit surprised by that, but I wasn't at all surprised to see Fun Plus win the series convincingly. I, I played Fun Plus in DFS and, and got a big win there. It's just hard like I said, with IG to really know where they're going to show up. And Fun Plus is playing good, solid League of Legends this tournament. And I thought they were at a high enough level mechanically that it was going to be tough for IG to just, like, stomp them into submission. So it was tough. Yeah, I don't I know, um, Cal, you were big on Invictus. Was I this so, IG. I got, I got to ask you, because I know you were, like, you were, like, all aboard the IG hype train, right? Love it. So... Like on a scale, like I'm trying to think. Like on a scale of, I'm trying to think of a disappointment scale, like or or like a letdown scale, right? Like I think this was maybe a little bit of a down performance by them. I don't think it was that far outside of like their their spectrum of possibility, right? In my opinion, i I kind of had a feeling that first of all, I whoever was going to win this game or that that match was going to win 3-1 either way. So I had that yeah. in my head all but IG really just didn't play well. I just, just they just really did it, you know what I mean? Their yeah. their drafts were all right. They just were down early, so early in the game and, you know, it, it was just so disappointing between just like and you know what? I think the biggest Part about this uh, about this match was Gimgu not letting the shy just pummel him down. That was another then, thing that I talked about, like going into the series. I was like, Gimgu's really, really good at like that that weak side role, like yeah. not letting like like 
this is exactly the thing that he's built to do, is not let another hyper-carry take over a game. Like, this is what he's so good at. Game Goon's rarely, like, he can, but he's rarely going to take over a game. But he's really good at minimizing losses. Like, that's, and that's, like, kind of a different skill. I mean, we, I literally, I, I called the Mordekaiser pick. I knew we were going to see that. Like, I literally wrote about it. You can go look at it. Like, that was, again, like, it's it's just really hard. No matter how much better you are than someone, it's really hard to deal with, like, certain weak side champions like that. And people have to remember, too, that, like, Invictus has been on a roller coaster this tournament. If you told us before the group stage started that they were going to come top four, I think most people would have considered that, like, a pretty good performance for Invictus. Like, yeah. an, an upper echelon performance before oh, yeah. the group stage. It was really just their group stage and their quarterfinal that started making all of us. I mean, not just Calvin, but a lot of us, including me, were like, Invictus could win this tournament. But that was really based on their quarterfinal performance and, and some of their group stage performances. Before that, they were considered like a, a viable threat, but not like a realistic threat to win the title. Before yeah, they were like that. a they top became, eight team, not a top four. Yeah, yeah. so they've been, they've been up and down as like their value in this tournament. So I think this was like a fine performance from Invictus as far as Even you know, coming Even the press forth. conference, they were just like, yep, yeah, you know what I mean? This is kind of, you know, this is kind of what we expected. Yeah, I mean, they came top four at Worlds two years in a yeah. row and won once. I mean, this is this is a very good performance overall. Oh, yeah. Most teams would dream of ever having a chance at that especially kind of performance. Especially given, so. like, all the shit they went through this season, like, especially in the summer, just with the, yeah. all the roster changes and, like, the apparent behind-the-scenes drama that, I mean, I don't want to speculate too much about, but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no reason to, to feel like Invictus is... is being sold short here they had a fantastic year overall yeah. and i think they're they're probably just fine with with picking up fourth there i just think like i think this series is more just like uh, it's like on a spectrum of like what level you think invictus was beforehand like i know a lot of people that thought this was a colossal letdown for them for me personally it was just like a little bit of an underperformance like if you have like a negative five to five scale this was like a negative one or negative two to me like, I don't think they underperformed that much. Like, they were a little worse than I thought they'd be. But I think a lot of people think this is, like, a negative 20. You know, like, this is, oh, man, they should have won this series easy, blah, 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 blah. But, like, if you – listen, I'm not going to toot my own horn too much. I'm just going to say that Griffin did hand them two games. And I think some people should have given more credence to that. They definitely, they definitely stomped the next two. But – you also have a I different think, kind of opponent in Fun Plus too, like a completely different style of play. By the way, like, and I'm not saying like you should define like expectations on one series. Clearly, that wasn't the case, but like, I do think that similar to like Fnatic, that this there were the warning signs were maybe there, and I think people were maybe ignoring them just at least a little bit. Like, I'm not saying they turned a complete blind eye to it, but Fnatic was a way bigger letdown yeah, for me. This I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. They're like by far my biggest letdown. But yeah, I mean, Invictus, I think if you asked me before the group stage started, I would have had them somewhere in between losing eight quarters and losing in semis. Yeah, I like, think they were like, my, four, like four and a half or five. Like, that's where yeah, I had then, them ranked. And then after their quarterfinal, then suddenly you, you have the thought that they could maybe win this tournament. But I, yeah, I just don't think this was a, a big underperformance from them. I think it was a solid performance that could have gone higher and could have gone worse, depending on how things went. So Yeah, uh, like Chris, what, did, did you think this was a big underperformance by Invictus, or were you more like in the no, of, like, no. they were fine? This was what I was expecting of IG. I mean, their, their performance didn't look any different than what they've been showing the whole tournament i mean there was a couple of uh, good moments there and you kind of saw like this is this is 
classic Invictus, this characteristic of them. They're going to have this game. They're going to fall behind. You're going to do everything right. And then they can make like a comeback at any time. But of course, with Fun Plus, they couldn't make it. So, yeah. I'll give credit to Invictus for this. And like, this is something that we always say that we, we want teams to do is that like, they always go down with a fight. Like, and they know. Sometimes they get in trouble doing it, but they're always, like, if they feel at all like they're behind in a game, sometimes it's bad when you feel like you're behind and you're not that far behind. But they're, they're not afraid to pull the trigger. And we, I mean, we saw, like, they're willing to take a fight to try. And they, they're they the kind of team that can just, like, mise a, a one fight out of nowhere because their players are so damn good that I think it's kind of weird. This is This is why I tend to not like specifically betting on these kind of teams, but, like, this is why I tend to favor consistency because I think that kind of thing is less repeatable than people tend to give it credit for. But a team like them, when you do it so frequently and so often, it's kind of to the – G2 does this too, where it's like at some point you got to give them some credit for, like, they do this so often that this is comfortable for them and they have no problem doing it. And that's kind of where I'm at with Invictus. So, like, they're always, Invictus. I've said this a million times. Like, they're they're one of the hardest teams for me over the last two years to bet because I one they're they're not two faced. They're four faced. You never know who the hell's showing up, right? Two, just the way they play is extremely high variance. We've talked about that a lot too. Like, they're going to smash a team in 17 minutes, and they're also going to lose to the 16th place team. You know, you know, every time they play them, <laughs> like it does. They're going to drop a game. And then they're going to drop a game just coin flipping five times in a row and hoping they flip heads four times. You know, it's like, it's, but I don't know. I I thought this was a good series. I thought I thought FPX played really really well. Uh, I don't know anything else to add on to this one. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's pretty much it. I did think I give some real credit to FPX's mental because there were some game states within these games where I felt like you'd be really dis- a lot of teams would be very discouraged and probably just give up the game. You feel like the where they got leads. Yeah, where they they got leads and then they lost a couple fights in a row and like a lot of teams would be really discouraged there and I felt like they did a good job of of sticking with it in those situations and they won multiple games where that situation occurred. So MVP of the series for you guys? Crisp probably? Hmm. I can't argue against Chris. I, I'm thinking Tian for someone who goes against Ning. I mean, yeah. Calvin, who do you think the MVP of this series was? Mm. Yeah, I'd I'd say it's Chris in this one. I think Chris was nuts yeah. in this series. Yeah. I, He's been playing out of his mind this entire tournament. Oh actually. yeah, uh, Chris is like low key like an MVP of the tournament candidate right now. I know support doesn't get a lot of love, but by the way, it's going to be so hype watching our finalists because the jungle support duos are out of this world good. Like, they're ridiculously yeah. good, so that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, I, I would give it to Chris. Or I think TM played really, really well, too. I think Gimgoon, considering considering Gimgoon got the Quinn counter against Renekton, managed that really, really well. He's just so good. Gimgoon is the best version of Dyrus ever. <laughs> yeah, he Gim is, Gim a very is literally style the player. best Dyrus ever. Like that's his job. He's so so good at playing weak side. It's ridiculous. Like I, he just has a good sense of like when. Okay, like he went for. I, I remember like there was a play in that game where he like went for a one v one kill like really early. I was like, what are you doing? Like wasting your flash? You're supposed <laughs> to be saving that. It was like he was well aware just because they invaded early that the jungler was on that side of the map. Like Funplus are playing really really well. I think 
I don't know. Chris was so good in this series, though. Like he set up so much for this team. Um, I, I don't know. I'm assuming Doimbi does most of the shot calling, but I, I assume Chris just has to be the secondary or feeding him information or what, because he's been out of his mind this entire tournament. So I think so. We had, we had Chris. Chris, you had Tien, right? Yeah, I think Chris and Tien is really the only argument. Yeah. I don't I mean, really. I don't they're like one player, if you think about it, right? It's just like the <laughs> way they play. Yeah, I, this was. The cool thing about this series too, just to like put a put a cap uh, and a punctuation point on it, is if you don't watch the LPL and you enjoyed this series, watch the LPL because if you like this like constant like constant action, like it's not completely it's not, it's not the VCS, it's not like solo queue, like but if you like big team fights, like forty kill games, like the LPL is where you want to be, and there's a Shout lot of players to like. Shout out to all of us, by the way. It's a little bit of a side note, but related to what you're saying. I've talked to multiple executives this week that work for teams or that are involved in the fantasy, like in the industry of, of esports. And I had multiple people say things to me along the lines of like, I have a friend that watches every LCS game. And they said that to me like, with like, you'll be impressed that my friends watch every game. I'm like, bro. I haven't missed an LCS, LCK, LPL, LEC, EU Masters, <laughs> the Mafia Cup, Cup, Cup game in three years. No one's impressed that your friend watches all the LCS. Get in the four digits before you talk to me, bro. <laughs> For real. The industry, I watch like, it. It's crazy. Single LCS games. Like, That's <laughs> I mean, hilarious. I never even considered missing an LCS game in three years. That's and, awesome. But yeah, so, so <laughs> shout out to all of us. You might be slightly more knowledgeable about the game than you think. I'll just say, too, like... I, I know I gave like the, the there was a post I think um who was it J Dub posted something like critiquing like his mistakes and all that and we ended up going to this like big love fest about the community and everything but like really like pat yourself if you're actually doing the work putting the film review in and watching this shit like you love it you're into it like you dig it yes. I don't care what you're wagering I don't care what you're into I don't care if you just do it because you like it and you're not even betting and you're just into this stuff that's awesome too like. It's good. It's good being. It, I I always think it's good to have something that you care about that much. Like just in general, like that's a good. I mean, well, maybe that'll be a sign off topic. <laughs> so uh, I think Crisp was the not unanimous, but Crisp was I think the the MVP TN runner up in this series. Yeah. Um. The other side of the bracket. SKT G two. I think this was the best series of the year in terms of like play level. It might not have been the... I don't know. It was pretty damn entertaining, too. It might not have been, like, the literal most entertaining series of the entire calendar year in any region. But I think I in think terms it's... of play level, this was absolutely nuts. This yeah. was so good. Like, I think it's because we've seen what LPL games are like compared to, like, other people. So it's like, you know, oh, it's, a, it's another LPL game. You know what I mean? But then we have yeah. two different regions come after it, playing at a high level like this. Yeah, it's 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 fun for us to watch, you know what I mean, compared to, like, other people. Yeah, I think that, uh, just to go back to the previous point real quick before we dive into SKTG2, like, everyone, like, I think all of us were watching that game, like, hey, this is part for the course of the LPL, this is a classic, like, fun plus Invictus <laughs> matchup, right? Like, it, no, it was, like, I know they brought it up on the cast, like, oh, yeah, they had, like, you know, 1.2 kills per minute or whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. in those games, I was like, yeah, like, Everyone's like, holy cow, that's insane. I was like, dude, just watch the LPL. Like, you can see this with, like, the 8th place team playing. Like, <laughs> if you're into that, you should watch, watch that. Them. Like, watch the OMG games, buddy. 
So I was saying to people, I was, I was like, if nothing else, I hope this series, if nothing else, gets more west, like more Eastern viewer or more Western viewers into the LPL. I know they got a huge injection of fans from last year because Invictus won. Everyone's like, whoa, what? We should probably be watching that, right? But like, if you're into that, watch the LPL, man. It's fun. If that's if that's your cup of tea, for sure. I hope the takeaway from this tournament, kind of related to that, I hope the takeaway for this tournament for teams is play the way that your team plays and learn how to play it Cheers correctly. to that. All the best teams in this tournament are teams that have their own style, that play their own way, that do what they do very well. None of them are teams that are trying to mimic another style. They're all teams that do their thing. And so I hope teams take that away. I'd like to see teams... If you're a 6th, 7th place team in the LEC or LCS, I'd like to see you playing weird champions nobody else is playing, that your guys specialize in. Do a thing that you do and try to be really good at the thing that you do instead of just trying to do what everybody else is doing. I always think, like, it's it's interesting, too, because we see, like, think about the teams that disappointed us or the teams that didn't do their thing, and it was the teams that didn't deliver on their style, right? Yeah. Griffin, uncharacteristic, like, macro map mistakes. Rarely ever make those. Fnatic. Made those, suddenly a disappointment. Fnatic, not playing their up-tempo style. In the games they did, they won. In the games they didn't, they lost. Right? Yep. I This was my main concern with Invictus, besides like the mistakes they made, was that their style was more homogenized than it used to be. They didn't have that like blistering fast pace that they had when they won Worlds last year, because they were doing a thing then that nobody else was doing. Yep. Now it was just, they're doing the same thing everyone else is doing, it's just like better players, which is a testament to Invictus, by the way, because their players are so damn good that they were just playing vanilla and got the top four at Worlds, <laughs> which is yeah. nuts. So, props to them for that. But, like, fun plus. Dwayne B is just whack. Like, this is insane, right? Like, he's he's the Michael Vick of mid lane. Like, I, no, <laughs> like there's no, there's no there's no player quite like him, right? Um, all these teams had a characteristic style. The teams that are doing well are Enhancing and playing to their strengths and, and I guess, uh, highlighting their style, right? The teams that aren't doing well or disappointed us are teams that fell short of delivering on what they do well, right? And yeah. you really can draw that direct of a correlation in this tournament, yeah. right? So, I definitely think so. All right, SKTG2. Um, this, this series was just ridiculously high level. I felt like every single fight in this tournament, regardless of who was ahead, was just on a knife's edge. Like, I, this, honestly, it felt to me that, like, at least the first three games quite literally just could have gone any way at any given moment in any fight. Like, that's how nuts it was. Like, I know it didn't quite turn out looking that way, but so many of these fights were so, so close. Like, so ridiculously close. And, and this, it's another example, too, of something that you've said to me before of, like, uh, sometimes the game that you think that a team would be doomed is the game that they win. Like SKT, the, the game that they won was the was the one game where I was like, I don't see how they win this game. When draft happened, I was like, I don't see how they ever use that comp against G two and win. And then <laughs> they won. I was like, wow, teams, maybe man. they're going to win it. Yeah, I mean, these are unbelievable teams. I thought Khan played nuts this series. I thought Khan was actually like the best player on. I think Khan and Teddy were like really really good. And Clid- played I mean, really well. everybody played super well, but like Khan, Cliddy, and Ted. Or I said, yeah, Clid, Clid, Clid Teddy. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Con, Teddy, and Clid. There We're going to have to go. edit that out. 
Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> oh boy, Quidia, Quidia. That should be the title of the show. Just go with that. There we go. That's, the, that's the title of the show. I thought Yankos took a big step forward in this series. Not yeah. that he hasn't been great all year, yeah. but people were really questioning him the whole tournament so far. And I thought he had a very good series. I thought the difference between Perks on Zaya and Perks on anything else was huge. Not that Perks is not like pretty good on whatever he's doing. But I thought his Zaya play has been so crazy to me this whole tournament. There's so many fights where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, G2 are getting stomped. And then the feathers come in, and, like, the whole enemy team just gets erased and rooted. And, like, they just stop the fight from then on. His Zaya has been really good. His Yasuo, I mean, he solo Q Yasuo'd it and just got the 1-5 the buff. Came back in the late game after he was 1-5. But, yeah, I think the this was a very high-level series. Um We'll talk about it going into the going into the finals as well, but I said it on Twitter. I think G2 is the best team of all time. I don't think there's – and I'm, ta- I'm not talking about in their level of dominance versus their opponents. I'm talking about, like, if you plucked teams at a time and put them in a matchup against each other, I think G2 is the best team of all time. I think time. there's a totally reasonable argument for that. Like, I, Yeah, I think they're just unbelievable. It's. I think what impressed me the most about this series is that you saw SKT – clearly learned from their series at MSI. Like, they clearly learned from playing against them before, and they were like, SKT brought the fight to them. Oh, they did. Like, 100%. The the, the game SKT won in their series had Teddy on Yasuo. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, when they picked if Yasuo... If you asked me that like... last year, was SKT's AD carry going to be playing fucking Yasuo? <laughs> what? And yeah, when the, when they carrying on game. it... <laughs> I was just like, you're not beating Perks and Mickey on Yasuo. Like, they just have too much experience. You're just going to get dumpstered in lane. Like, they're never winning this game. And then when they won that game, I was like, whew. Like, this is a series, boys. We got a real series here. It was so cool. This series was crazy to me because you saw the winner of all three games had, like, the tempo draft, right? Or all four. Really, all four winners had the tempo draft, right? It wasn't a matter of scaling, necessarily. So, like, you saw SKT doing the – I could go on a whole tangent about this, but SKT doing the whole, like, thing that Korea doesn't do, quote-unquote. I'm not saying that. That's what the general public's saying. SKT playing crazy fast. Like, crazy fast. It's just not fast enough for G2. Like, (laughs) G2 and SKT, if you looked at this series and then you took last year's final and you just look at the pace of the games, you're like, holy shit, Invictus was like the fastest team of all time. And you look at this series, you're like, what? (laughs) It was like slow motion. It was like tortoise in the hair. Like, this was nuts. Like, I know know the game times ended in the mid-30s, but like, there was just constantly stuff going on. Like, there was always threat of gangs. There was people missing off the map. There was just constantly stuff going on. And you saw SKT be like, listen, we can't do what we've done for eight years. Or seven years. We can't do that anymore. Not against this team, we can't. And they delivered. As far as I'm concerned, I know they didn't win this series. They delivered. I think SKT showed me, like, that this was one of the better series they've played all year, I think. Even and though they I think, lost. I think, honestly, if the matchups were reversed, I think there's a very good chance that SKT beats Fun oh, yeah. Plus on the other side of the bracket. Uh, I think I think we might have seen the finals in the semifinals. Yeah, I, I said that going into it that I thought these were the two best teams left in the tournament. And I think whoever wins this is going to win, like, regardless of the opponent, unless, like, you know, 
the world inverted or something, and we saw some crazy thing that would make me change my mind. Like Invictus was the wild card for me. Yeah. Is like Invictus could beat anybody if they wound up in the finals, just because they have such a high ceiling. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think there's a pretty good chance that we saw the finals and the semifinals there. Yeah, I don't know. Like Chris, do you do you think? Are you on the same page here? Like, did you think these two were the two best teams, or did you think that, like, did Fun Plus impress you enough to think they got a shot here, or what? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this series I need to rewatch again because of how great it was um, and showcased, like, such an amazing, like, fight. It was really – I thought uh, G2 was going to lose one of those games, and I turned it off for a bit because I had something to do, and then I came back, and they like, wow. That just tells me that this – we're, what we know already the whole year is that G2 is a problem solver mid-game, which is something special. They they do that better than any team I've ever seen, which if you're going to make the all-time argument is that like that's their intangible, and they just have five insanely good players, right? Like So, like, John, I can totally see the all like best of all-time argument. Because yeah, I mean, they're just... Their drafts are impossible. They can just you can't do whatever. Beat them in draft. In dra- it feels like you can't beat them. In dra- I-, I thought SKT did. I thought SKT did win probably two of these drafts. Going fifty fifty in drafts with G two is insane. It's so hard, and when they're behind, I never feel like they're out. Yeah, when they're ahead, I never feel like the other team has a chance. I mean, like, you saw like what so was it? Game things. two that SKT eventually won was like. They made like the random dive play on like the bot tier two t- or the top tier two turret. And I was like, oh, like, maybe they can get something out of that if SKT doesn't respond exactly correct. But SKT responded exactly correct. Like, oh, they, they, I don't know. Just, yeah. the, the cat and mouse in this series was nuts. And, like, so many of the team fights, just the, the level of discipline on all the players. So, like, not take the – this is – this was, like – it was weird. The numbers didn't look like it, but this series was, like, almost the opposite of Invictus Fun Plus. Not in terms of, like, the pace of the game because the speed was there, right? But, like, just – this was like discipline versus not, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to say like fun plus isn't discipline because they clearly are, but like, you saw like that style versus this style. G two always getting something done on the map, even when they're behind, even when they take a losing fight, always getting something done. SKT, G two does something weird. SKT has the exact answer to it, right? And I don't know. It, it was just nuts. This was a really crazy high level series. I, I honestly think this was the best series of the year. Like any region, anywhere. Maybe I thought the Fnatic G two uh, was very good. Was really really good too. But I, like Calvin, did you th- like? What did you think of this series? Because this was like I I, feel, I really did feel like every series, every fight was on a knife's edge. It was nuts. It was fun. It's fun to watch G two play. And like you hit you hit the nail on the coffin. It's just they're so decisive. You know what I mean? Regardless, they're like, all right, all right, here we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go in. We lose, we lose. You know what I mean? We win, we win, we'll be fine. You know what I mean? Even with that one mid-play where, well, who was going, who was already, who's, I think maybe was one year was just going top wall. I forgot what, what game it was, but they they legit, like, just went for a team fight where they probably couldn't have won because Perks hit that skill shot on uh, easy. And then they all just dove in. They're like, just screw it. We're just all going to dive in. Yeah, like... They all just got obliterated. They're like, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, it's something that they could take. They're all... They're always all always in sync, you know what I mean? Like you said, if they lose something on the top side, if cats get caught out, they're taking a turret somewhere. If, you know, the turret gets taken top, you know, they're they're always doing something around the map and and, and I I wanna say 
my heart says FTX is going to win because I love them. But G2 is honestly one of the few, like, they're the best team. And they're one of the best teams we have seen in, like, the longest time, the way they play the game. I think so. G2 are, like, the best LPL team ever. But they also <laughs> are, like, crazy smart about shit. And they also have, like, their own weird spice added to the mix. It's like, if you if you were, like, making a cocktail, right? Let's, like, let's make the G2 cocktail, right? So we have, like... One third, like best LPL team ever, right? Just nuts, always willing to take every fight, just blindly, absurdly confident in every single play they ever do, right? Like, to, for, almost to a fault a lot of times, right? So we have, honestly, I think that's like half the equation is that they're just so blindly confident because their players are so damn good that they have no reason not. Like, is there any reason not to trust Mickey to make a play on something? No. Like, this is the. This is the Invictus syndrome from last year where yeah. when we were watching Invictus, I just said, like, is there anybody else you would put on this team other than who's on it? Like, even if you think that somebody's a better jungler than than their juggler, would you put them no, on this team instead of Ming? No. And it's the same thing with G2. It's like, I don't – I was literally thinking because people were joking about now that uh, the rookie's out of the tournament and Baker's out of the tournament. Like, lol, what if, you know, Caps moved to top and they brought in another guy the same way they did with Perks? Ha, ha, ha. And, like, even when I was thinking about that in the joke sense, I'm not sure I'd bring anybody else in. When I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, you could bring in Faker, but do you want to get rid of Wonder or Mickey? Like, I don't, I don't think I'd get rid of any of these guys no, for everybody. I've been saying this kind of all year long, that, like, you might be able to pick and choose different players that you think are better in certain positions, and almost certainly there are. But, like, or at least there's an argument for that. But, like, the fact of the matter is, this is five of the best players on the planet in their roles any region i think there's just this weird bias that because they play in europe that they can't be that and i just think it's wrong like <laughs> yep and they have a, a the same way invictus did last year they have a synergy together yep. they know the way that they want to play and they're unbelievable at knowing exactly what they're supposed to be doing given how g2 plays games it's like, it's it, it's really i think what makes them so fun to watch isn't just the weird stuff it's just like that blind faith and Honestly, Fun Plus and Invictus both have this to a certain degree too. Like, I, I think SKT is a little more calculated in everything to do, which is in its in its own way impressive, right? The fact that they play the way they do and it's like all calculated, which that's like impressive in its own right, right? That they're just like downloading you as it's happening. <laughs> but you look at like these other three teams that made this top four, and that, what's the uniting characteristic? Is they're just confident, right? There's a lot of, like, mistakes. Invictus makes a lot of mistakes. doesn't matter. Like, there's, they'll play themselves out of a paper bag because they're, I don't want to say blindly confident, but, like, they just trust each other. And it's too easy to, like, break down X's and O's and be like this and that and the other thing and, and forget that that matters, right? Like, think about some teams that we, I mean, look at, look at Fnatic. Fnatic didn't trust themselves, like, to play the way they did, and that's what lost them this tournament. I think they were a little outclassed by the time they got to this point, but, like, Generally speaking, the reason they didn't perform better, they didn't trust their style to work. And they should yep. have. Because they're good players as well. And think of, like, a lot of these T- – I'm trying to think of just, like, a random, like, Western example. TSM, right? How many How many of the problems on that team are because certain players don't trust other players on that team to do their job? That's always been a how TSM many, issue. How, yeah. many, how many players on that team are overplaying – Bjergsen – are overplaying <laughs> because – this guy can't do shit 
whatever it happens to be, top lane, like jungle, whatever, it's usually jungle. But you know, these teams just like it's 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 really fun to watch because we've seen teams do really well at worlds that aren't like that. They're just like they have the optimal thing and they're set up to do this thing, and they just have the right equation to solve the problem, right? These teams, there's just that weird intangible where it's just like they have this. They'll make a play like they made in that that second game. Like they'll just like do random shit like that, and it works a lot of time because they're just so decisive about it that you have no window to respond to it unless you're perfect. So I, I don't know. Th- this series was crazy high level to me. I, this is one that I'll be watching for a lot of years to come. Like, and I, I'm 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 someone that's real nostalgic about this stuff. Like, I'll go back and watch old series. That'll be that's an idea for an off season show, by the way. Like, pick our best series of all time like any region and go back because I, I, I'll go back and watch stuff I actually do it specifically before Worlds every year like I'll go back and watch like some of my favorite World Series of all time like just to get hyped up for the tournament and everything but like Fnatic versus SK Gaming with the S- X-Pac A backdoors yeah, yeah. PLG, I, see, U, and Samsung Team White, WE Blue. yeah there we go um, yeah we could definitely do that Rocks that year was crazy good anyway anything else to add on this series because this was I don't know. This was this was like one of those like was it good for you too series, right? Like this is like you know, this is what like people like us wait all year for, right? And it delivered. I know we got a three one result and you know, we got double dogs this weekend, but like really we I don't think any of these results would have surprised anybody. Maybe Invictus would have surprised me a little bit if they won, but like not really. So we got to see two really high level series that are in like contrasting styles too, which was really interesting. Anything else to add on this one? Nope, let's go to the finals. Watch it a million times. Yep. That's what let's I have to add get to, to it. it. All right, we got Fun Plus Phoenix against G2 Esports. We have Fun Plus Phoenix currently at plus 110 on the money line. G2 Esports minus 130. Uh, we'll say the minus 1.5 for G2 is plus 140. The plus 1.5 for Fun Plus is at minus 170. I'll just say straight up, I mean, I haven't written on it yet, but I'm 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 in on G two. I'm just in. Yeah, I think uh I think Fun Plus is an incredible team, like a very, very good team, and I just don't see how G two loses this season. They're they're just I unfortunately just running into a buzzsaw, right? Like that's how it feels to me. Like I just don't see how G two loses. We've talked a few times and I've talked especially in the last like three weeks about sometimes just having kind of like an inclination that you can say is like the culmination of having watched all these games all year and just having thoughts about it. And I, and I just don't see how G2 loses. My, my like literal first gut feeling was how is this not like minus 170? Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I know why, because the public was big on Invictus and Fun Plus whooped them. And China's the defending world champion. And China's the defending so. world champion. But like, I don't like to get into all this stuff, but I always think it's kind of interesting to throw it out there. But, like, th- does this G2 team not just feel, like, destined to win this? Like, I, I hate saying 100%. that word. I hate 100%. saying that because, like, there's no tangible thing to it. But, like... They 100% feel like they're It's to in Europe. Side. This is the best yeah. Western team we've ever seen. There's an argument for it's the best team we've ever seen. Fun Plus have exploitable problems. G2 are so good at figuring out how to... How to exploit whatever your problem is. I don't think there's a player advantage in any position. It just feels destined, like, like you're saying. And, and I really hate, like, I don't like using that word because it's like, this is like actual, like, Homerism, you know? Like, I don't <laughs> like, I really don't, but like, 
So, like, where does Fun Plus have an advantage here? Really? Like, if you yeah, look I at Fun Plus's two, like, their their best asset is their, their weird factor and the TN-Crisp duo, right? Yeah, the jungle support duo, that's what I was going to say. Like, just like you were saying, no no real advantage there versus Yankos and Mickey. Yeah, like... <laughs> I just feel like, in general, like, both ends, there's really, like, not a huge advantage player-wise. Like, I wanted to say, like, maybe, like, Yanko's better. Wonder Game Goon's about to say, Caps and B in their own sense, is good at what they do. Yeah, that's The bottom sense. half is really good at team fighting, you know what I mean? So, it's like, I honestly, it really does come down to who executes very well. And I just don't want to play devil's advocate, but, like, I feel like, and it sucks because God G two is so good at coming back from behind because FBX are really, really, really good early game. So yeah. good early game. They're really efficient at snowballing other teams, and maybe it's because of just how the LPL is. But I mean, we've seen it before, and they're a team that can close out games. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with the roams that roams and just ganks that Doombe and TN does, you know, I mean, that's it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I was gonna say it's gonna be tough for Yankos to keep track of where they're gonna be at, but like, you know, it's not gonna be easy for him to do it. Yeah. So I'm kind of in a spot where like I, I think there's a reasonable explanation or a reasonable justification for taking Fun Plus just as a value play if you actually think these teams are close to fifty fifty. Because I mean, any given series, right? Like it could happen, but. I, Man, I just Fun Plus like G two have seen everything. They've seen everything. Fun Plus are probably going to be the weirdest team that G two seen all year, right? Probably. Like, I, I mean, who's weirder than Fun Plus that G two? I mean, like, who is the weirdest like, G two? Yeah, no, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, the thing is, like, I don't want to automatically say, like, oh, yeah, because they're weird, transitive property, weird and weird, like, they get it and all this, but because they don't. Like, Fun Plus and G2 play differently. Different kinds of weird. Yeah, different kinds of weird. Like, so I don't want to rule out. I actually do think Fun Plus is going to get a game in this series. Like, I'm I'd actually, be surprised if it was a 3-0. Yeah, I'm fairly confident Fun Plus get a game, but for that reason, like, they're just bizarre. Like they just do things like the the doing doing being caps the champion pool just doesn't line up at all. Besides rise, right? So I think if Fun Plus is going to win this series, that's how they win it. Like they win the, to me, they win this series by caps has a bad series and Doinby gets fed on one of his weird picks and they just don't know how to deal with it and they get maybe two games out of it and then just like a third somewhere, like somewhere in some way along the line. To me, that's Fun Plus's like road road to victory. Is the only way they're going to get this series is if they have, find a pick that Caps just can't deal with. The problem is, we've discussed it a million times. Like G two are so good at adapting and figuring it out and presenting problems in the draft, and I don't see how one pick is going to end this series. Like one pick is going to get any given game. I'm giving each of these teams just one severely one draft, like, or, or just like one draft won by, or one game won by just a champion. That's different. I'm giving them each one game for that. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things for me is that I feel like G2 is the least likely team in the world to get like destroyed by some random pick or just be surprised. 
because yeah, like, they're, they're so good at absorbing and then just getting an advantage somewhere else. And they're so good at figuring out in the draft, like <clears throat> in that 30 seconds that they have to make their pick, they're so good at figuring out how their composition can bend to beat the composition their opponents have taken. Yeah, like what's like, our no new matter what, what's our new yeah, no matter condition? what their opponent takes, they're so good at figuring out how to counter that. And I just don't see how they're going to do it to them here. I just think like, the other thing is too, like, and maybe like Chris, maybe you agree with me on this, maybe you don't, but like, I, to a certain extent, really, I mean, it's not even to a certain extent. I think it's fairly obvious. Like, Fun Plus is predictable, and this has been like, this is why we've called them the Juggernaut, right? Like, they're predictable, but stopping that kind of force is pretty difficult a lot of the time. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Did, did you did you feel the same way or not? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh... Definitely, judging by the way they play, you kind of can't figure out what they need to do or what they do. Best. I, I don't know how to put it this in any way, but um, I guess uh, I would agree that they are fairly predictable. Isn't that exactly what you like? don't want to be? Like, this is what I keep coming back to. Like, That's exactly what you don't want to be against G2. Because yeah. they're so good at just like having uh, this... It might not look pretty, but they're going to have, like, some optimal answer to whatever it is you're doing, right? Like, I, I don't know. I I kept looking at this series, and I watched both these series a couple times, and I kept thinking about these games. I kept thinking about matchups, and I just don't – There's I just can't tell myself. I, there's no uni- – like, the only universe I can come up with by FBX win is the one where Dwayne B just gets the snowball on caps, and, like, how likely is that, right? I just don't see I don't see a lot of, of avenues of victory for for FPX, unfortunately. And like they're a great team. Like we we're all oh, saying so that like, we don't want to take that away from like oh like, Calvin, you're the most likely to be on the dog on this cast. I need like the dog I need like the barking dog sound drop, right? Of course. Like the <laughs> of course. Like I so like is is Fun Plus being like so are you saying like Fun Plus is fifty fifty or do you think G two wins this? Like so, like, like I said, non-biased. If I'm gonna be non-biased, 100. percent I think G2 is the best team, 100. Okay. Because, like I said, regardless if FPX is gonna play that early game and try to snowball G2, G2 is just they're they're, they're always gonna keep the goal lead closed. They're always gonna be able to do something, and they're just good from playing behind. And that's just who they are. You know what I mean? As like I said before, it's just it's honestly almost impossible to know what G2 is gonna do around the map if you just don't have good vision good control you know of anything it's just it's impossible but my heart my honestly but my heart i really want fbx to win i just want the lpl to win another title that's fair go straight into eu and just shove it in everyone's faces and just be like all right we got (laughs) we got a a big dick here we go (laughs) is gonna be insufferable on twitter yeah (laughs) so like insufferable I'm trying. To, I just it's keep trying though. to break like, this G2 down. Like the best team. Like I'm not taking any credit away from them. Like I, I non-biased. Like I said, they are. They're so good. They just, you just can't. Like you know what I mean. You just can't knock them down. I wonder if if the like. I'm just trying to like think of like more avenues to FPX victory here. It's like. I guess if you find a better number than this, maybe like I just can't do it. Like I can't. G two. Fun Plus hasn't faced a team like G2. G2 haven't faced anything quite like Fun Plus, but they've seen a whole lot of shit, right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's my theory. It's like, 
like Funpass is gonna get. I I really really am very confident Funpass is gonna get a game, and maybe they turn that into two, off like a snowball or something. But like, it's just so hard to get the three wins against this G two team. Like, it's so difficult. I think like if you had to t- if you had to pick one team on planet Earth that is the closest to Funpass Phoenix, who is it? Like just in how they play. It's a really interesting question, right? Like, I can't think of anyone. There's some lower level LPL teams that are like not even playoff contenders that are trying to do what FPX is doing, but not doing it on anywhere near the same level. Yeah, I'm thinking more just like construction wise, like weak side top lane jungle mid or jungle support is just like elite, right? And mid laners willing to do some weird shit. I don't know. It's like even hard to like figure out. You know, G two I love this. Like they can cover and G two can't play any lane, so I don't even know what you're going to expect. So no, I can't think of any team that can emulate that strategy. So like in that way, I kind of do think Fun Plus are like unique, and that like G two aren't haven't faced anything like that. The closest thing that I can think of from Fun Plus is G two, like, <laughs> and it's not that like they are very different. I think Fumble is way more predictable, but, like, they just have that mid-champion pool that, like, no one on Earth plays that way, which is why I keep comparing <clears throat> Dwayne B to Michael Vick yep. or Lamar Jackson or what have you. Like, you know, like, just it's, it just breaks the mold for how the position's supposed to be played, right? Now, the thing is, I don't trust any team more than G2. Or, honestly, SKT, which is the other reason I would have favored them going into this series, too. I don't trust any two teams more than those two teams to figure this out. And, like, I'm I'm actually, with a week to prepare, I'm blindly confident that they have something figured out for this. Yeah. Dwimby's not getting rise this series, 110%. If I'm, if I'm G2, I'm looking at this and being like, there's no way. That's the only way they've... It's the only way they've won games. That's like a, another narrative going on here, right? Like, Plus, you got the other issue that like G two doesn't have to ban it either if they have first pick because yeah, like their whole team and... can play it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like I would pick Mickey X Rise support. Like yeah, anybody on the team can play it. I know? just don't. I don't know. I, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on G two all the way. Yeah. I've already maxed it out at two of my locations. Already uh, maxed as well. Yeah. I. I just, I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried. I've been thinking about this, like, thought about it on the drive home. I was in Pittsburgh this week, and I thought about it on the drive home. Watch the replays, watch the replays again, thinking about it all week. I just can't tell myself a story where Fun Plus win this unless Doinby just pops off, and I just can't see that happening. Like, I, I guess. I think you can see a sweet carry performance from Gimgun. I would say maybe? Wonder hasn't been. Like super wonder, <laughs> no pun intended. Fair. But like, he hasn't I been the like, shy. Exactly. But I feel like Gibgoon can take advantage of wonder, and you know, wonder's been caught on a couple of times here and there. I mean, I, even the whole team has. But like, I think if you have to pick one person from that team, I would say wonder is going to be the weakest player going to the game. It's, and it's just... if they really, if and like, I, I think before maybe a couple months ago, every lane. Any player in that FPX team can carry a game for sure, a hundred percent. You know, maybe we've seen Gimgun do it. Yep. We've seen I've seen Doing B LWX. Maybe we've seen Gimgun do it in the longest time. So maybe you know, 
I maybe that's their only one one win is where they played through Gimgoon the entire game and he hard cares and that's yeah, it. Yeah, and it's not exactly a look that they've shown very often, right? Like no. they almost always this is why I say Fun Plus are predictable because they almost always leave Gimgoon weak side and then play around mid and bot like in some iteration, right? That's like what they do. Say, that's their style. Maybe they mix it up. I will say I have enough faith that I'm not really looking hard at spreads. I was pretty happy to take the G2 money line. Yeah, same. Um, same. And there were some other props that that were interesting, but I, I wasn't really looking at the spreads. Yeah, I think I took I think I put one unit on the G2 minus 1.5, but I'm like I'm like super heavy duty. Like back, I'm like back the pickup truck up, like back the dump truck <laughs> up like on the money line here. Like because I, yeah. I just this team is so difficult to beat in a best of five. Have they lost a best of five yet? No. Literally have not. There it is. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say, I want to say, like, oh, trends, 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 like history, but, like, the reason this team is so hard to beat in a best of five is, like, all the points we've gone over already, right? Yeah. You have five bona fide world class elite players, like, top five at their. Honestly, is anybody in, on G2 not top five in their position? No. How about top three? Yeah, right? probably not. Probably not it's perks. Close. Maybe wonder. Uh, wonder and perks. Maybe wonder. Pretty good top laners around the world. I, yeah, I think three out of the five are absolutely top three. But so, like, I, I guess them. that's the point I'm making is like, holy shit, right? Like, how good yeah. is this team? That they have five players that are top five, arguably top three. Some of them maybe best. In their positions in the world, I think Yankers is the best jungler in the world, and you know my love fest for Tarzan. Like I, I think he's the best jungler in the world. I think Tian's been out of his mind this tournament too. So like, we're, we're I just couldn't figure it out, man. I tried and I tried and I tried, and I was like, how am I going to do this podcast? Thinking about like, I got to tell the devil's advocate. I got to figure out the other side of this story. Like, how does Fun Plus win this game? I just can't do it. Like. I, this this line feels wrong to me, and I don't like saying that about a world finals, but it really does feel wrong to me. Yeah, it does feel wrong. I agree. Like this should be minus one seventy, minus one eighty, minus two hundred. Wouldn't it surprise me? Like, I will. Uh, I'll let everybody else, you know, see if there's any props that you're interested in. There was one I wanted to talk about because yeah. it's a prop I've like never seen before that they added to Bovada, and I was like, this is the freest money I've ever seen in my life right, when I before, saw this prop. Just real quick before we do that. Let's go down the line. Who's everybody on in this match? I want G2 money line. Yeah, G2 money line. FBX. Just to be G2. different, Cal. Yeah. I try to make my case for FBX. Everyone knows that I'm just going to stick with the LPL. I do respect it because, like, it, it's hard. And it could happen. They're a really good team. Like, it's just... And Chris is on G2, you said? I just to be different. Yeah, G2. I think G2's money line is a little chalky, so I'm going to have to think of something creative. But yeah, G2. That's fair. All right, so, John, you said you had some props. Go for it. Yeah, though there's one prop that stood out to me because I've never seen it before offered as a prop, and it just seems like the freest money of all time. It was highest kill spree in the series, and the over-under was five and a half. I cannot see these two teams playing even three games where someone doesn't get a six-kill streak over the course of the game. Like so, someone will go six zero, it's or a streak of six kills. Uh, yeah, it's plus one oh five for over five and a half. Over five and a half is pretty hefty, but you're right. With these like, t- with these two teams especially, LWX just, cannot... just goes like six oh three in a game. 
somebody is going. I, I wouldn't be surprised if literally every game someone went on a six kill streak. I like that. I uh, it just felt that felt like super free money to me. So it's like I said, it's not exactly a a stat I've researched heavily because I've literally never seen it offered. Yeah. But at face value, when I saw it at plus odds at over five and a half, I think there's going to be multiple people going on kill streaks of over five and a half in this series. So I'm I locked in on that as soon as I could. I like that. I and like we know that. how books are not very good at putting out odds for esports. True. Props too. Even just props in traditional sports. Yeah. Notoriously um, beatable. Uh, so I like that one. Like just I mean we can go over some of these other ones just uh, real quick. Just the ones that I found I I pulled these from Bet three sixty five primarily, so like a lot of our international listeners will have access. Uh, over three and a half maps minus two sixty. I don't even think that's a lock, but like that's probably safe enough. Like over three and a half says it's not the three zero. Basically, uh, I just hate the number minus two sixty. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's so that's probably a lock. I think G two always pun a game. That's my theory. <laughs> is like, and Fun Plus is really good, so. Like I think the odds are like what, what, so if you had to like pick the game total in this series, what is it like? Use decimals if you need to, because I think it's like four point three or something, like four and a quarter. I I go even slightly lower on the side of the four, like four point one, four point two. Okay, so like I don't know, that's like borderline lockable, but it's minus two sixty. I don't know. I think you could spend your money elsewhere, like in a better way. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, over four and a half maps plus one seventy five. Under three and a half plus two hundred. Under four and a half minus two twenty five. Three one either way or three zero either way is minus two twenty five. That's reasonable. We didn't go over the fun plus spreads. If you like fun plus in this series, the minus one and a half is plus two ten. The minus two point five is at plus five forty. I don't think those are very likely. I think if fun plus wins this, it's going to be in five games. I totally agree with that. I think if fun plus wins, it's in five games. Yeah, I. I think the other interesting number is the kill spread. So we have kill spread and um, we have kill spread time and kill total are like the most common props you see. Uh, besides like first blood, first baron, first inhibitor, tower, all that. Uh, Twenty-eight and a half kills seems low for these teams, but I don't know. You could also see either of these teams just stomp a game and it ends at like you know nineteen to six or you know sixteen to ten or something like that. So. I'm probably going to be avoiding the total, even though it feels obvious to be over. 20 and a half is a pretty high number, even for these two teams. So I'm dodging that. 30 minutes as the game time? I don't know. G2 were so good at making games go long, man. That feels like over for sure. G2 and SKT just played longer games. but I like the over quite a bit. Yeah. So, like... I guess I guess you got to ask the question like if G two and SKT went G two and SKT went thirty four thirty six to round up thirty three thirty six in their games they were in my opinion two more evenly matched teams than this but I think like neither of them have early game liabilities necessarily I, if anybody G two does right just with how they play sometimes but. This over feels good. 30's really low. I think the SKT G2 total was like 32, 33, depending on where you looked. So 30, over 30 minutes feels really, really good. 
Oh, we totally we totally missed one speaking point that's unbelievable, by the way. Oh. Can you guys believe that G2 almost won this series without a Baron? Oh, yeah, that, we didn't even talk that about was, that. That was one of the most unbelievable... I, I heard them talking the about series, If they won this series without a Baron, that would have been an unbreakable record. Probably history. I don't, yeah, I don't think it ever would have happened again. To win a series against a team that good without a Baron. They Especially took one, a team that good. And even the one that they took, I'm not even necessarily sure they needed that one to win the game. Like, they probably could have gone Baronless. But it's incredible that they even got that far into the series without a Baron being up 2-1. It's just a testament to how insane their macro is. I I didn't want to derail too much on that. No, you're totally right. Like, I I remember, I think Diforia was talking about that, maybe. Somebody somebody mentioned it somewhere, and I was like, holy shit, really? Like They could have won it 3-1 without a Baron. Against SK Telecom. SK Telecom. Unbelievable, dude. Best team ever. They do things like this, 17-minute games in a domestic final, like, against a team that you've probably scrimmed against a million times, like... Unbelievable. uh, So, I I like the over 30. The highest kill spree over 5.5 is good. This is... I'm going to make an exception for this show. If we want to share a pick of the week... There's one game. There's one series. If we want to share a pick of the week, pick of the week, I think feel free, right? I went ahead and put in my, my prop in there. Okay. I'm just going to go G2 Moneyline. Uh, feel free to double up on this if you want. So we'll do pick of the week. I, I didn't recap uh, last week's yet because I didn't know how. So, like, how do we want to go ahead and calculate last week? Because I meant to do this. So, John, I have. I guess we'll have to wait and see who wins. So, well, my futures thing, if you want, you can count it as a four-unit win right now because that's the worst it can be. Okay, that's fair. Both Fun Plus and G2 were in the were in the futures, and the worst it can be is a four-unit win. Okay. So. And then for Cal, um, Calvin, we had just... over 27.5 kills. That hit in oh, – what was it? I wrote it down. That hit in maps – that only hit in map two out of the first three maps. So do we want to count that as a win or no? Let's do it. I'll count Give it, it to him. Come <laughs> on. Give it to him. I want to count it as a push because it was like two losses. One. Actually, I think game four went over. So think, we'll count it as a push. Out of, two out of four went over. We'll count it as a push. I think that's fair. Okay, that's fair. No loss, just a push. So it was two out of two. Technically, you had juiced out, but we'll count it as a push. Um, Chris, what do you think for this week? I am taking G2 under 3.5. Do you think G2 is going to sweep? Yes. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take All right. It. A risky what? bet from Chris Chubb. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to go for this easy. Just end, in the, end in the year with a bang. I like it. I'm no low-hanging fruit for Chris. Hey, Chris I has been Mr. Value guns. all year long. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so again... Good, <laughs> All right, so G2 minus 2.5 is at plus 370, so that'll be a nice nice payday for you. Calvin, fun plus? Um, yeah, hold on a sec. I'm looking at it real quick. Um, you can get fun plus or Give me G2. fun plus. The exact line of... No. Hmm. You want to do exact three two? Fuck it. FPX minus two and a half. <laughs> Get out of here. Hold up. Let me let me look up the FPX three two because I know that's what you're thinking. 
No, I was going to say 3-1. <laughs> okay, I can check that. I can check that. One second, one second. I didn't write that down, but uh, let's see. Fun plus. Sunday. Fun plus 3-1 to one is only plus 358. That feels wrong. Really? Hmm. Yeah. We'll round it up. Yeah, well, given that they're pretty close, yeah. Yeah, we'll say plus 360. Exact 3 to 1, or if I'm plus minus 1.5. We'll do exact 3 to 1. Okay. If I'm plus I'm 3 to way, 1 just too simple. at plus 360. Okay, that's fair. Um, we've done pretty good on the year, and I'm sure we'll, like, we'll recap that on the next show or whatever, but we're, we're up on the year, and honestly it's up a lot more than this because I haven't calculated last week's yet. But uh, we are, I think, 10% ROI, give or take, on the year, which is pretty good for single picks per person per week. So that's pretty good. Um, Anything else to add, guys? Because I think, like, I I don't know, we kind of dissected this a lot. I'd encourage everyone to check out. There's a bunch of content out there. Uh, All The Diphoria stuff's always cool to hear the casters talk about it. Um, There's plenty of people writing great material on this. I know I'm going to be writing on my blog post probably tomorrow afternoon. Um, Yeah. I, I think I think G two is going to be your first Western champion since season one. Since season one, oh my god! Since Freak's mom basement. Yeah, basically. Uh, I don't anything else to add on, guys. You going to do sign any any sign offs? I got a, I got a, a brief one, which is just I've got one too. So which is I again one. Mine's real easy. It's just it's kind of like the feels good, but like just just enjoy this stuff, man. Like this. We've had it. This has been an outstanding tournament. This has been one of the best worlds ever. Maybe the best one. The level of play is obscenely high, and just enjoy it. Like we get to watch. I mean, I know, I know. I was talking to people earlier today. New Jersey uh, opened up bets to this at like actual books this weekend. Like you can go to Atlantic City and put an actual bet in on these finals, which is really really cool. Um. So, like, the field's growing, the industry's growing, there's a lot going on. We've got a great final, look forward to two outstanding teams. Just cherish it, enjoy it, and don't oversleep. Make sure you go to bed early on Saturday night. <laughs> or stay up and watch it. Um, <clears throat> so, mine, I have to be uh, kind of cryptic here, but I was going to tell people, keep an eye on my Twitter in the coming weeks. There's going to be some big stuff going on on my Twitter in the next couple weeks, and it's not like I'm going to start selling lineups or something. This is like a like a transformational, an, inter, an industry transformational type news that's going to be coming out on my Twitter in the next couple weeks. So keep an eye, keep an eye on me over there. I got something for you guys. Man, that's super secretive because we don't even have privy to that information. Ugh. True story. All right. My sign-off is congratulations, John, back-to-back DFS champion. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. League DFS uh, annual or second. Well, yeah, we're going to make this annual. And you did it in such a great fashion. And you know what? Gelati, you came in second, so that's not not bad either. First time and already make it to the second. bow down to you, Lord John. The primetime invitational (laughs) literally peak of my happiness. (laughs) <laughs> and I won the primetime invitational. I was more psyched about that. I won like almost all the DFS tournaments I played that day, and I was more psyched about winning the primetime invitational. <laughs> Bragging rights are worth, dude. Yeah. Permanent equity. 
people get to be in it. It's a free tournament, and let's not like we we played against scrubs because these were people that we know have been playing DFS all year long, and they have a good process down. But John, you just crushed it, crushed it again. Congratulations! Thank you, everyone. Congrats to the champ. Congrats to the champ. Nice, John. Knew knew you could do it. I don't have a sign off. Damn. Okay. The whole year I get life lessons and just for tonight. Last <laughs> you That's the out. best sign off all year. I don't <laughs> have a sign off. What is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I'm probably going to cut this out. We're recording this Thursday night. Um, likely we'll be cutting and editing this early Friday afternoon. I'll have this out to you guys uh, before I do my blog post. So I'll be putting this in front of that and everything. We'll have that done. It should be out Friday afternoon. The matches are Sunday morning. Don't forget, it's Sunday morning. 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, 1 p.m. Paris time, and then extrapolate from there. I don't, I don't, I don't know the rest of the time zones. So um, enjoy the finals, everybody. We will be bringing you content during the off offseason. Uh, we're probably going to take a week off. Uh, the schedule, we got to figure out what kind of schedule we're going to get on um, from this point forward. But we will be bringing you stuff during the offseason. Um, we will almost certainly have some hot, hot, hot stove discussions <laughs> I'm sure on for all the, all the different things. But everybody enjoy the finals. Good luck this weekend. And uh, I guess here's hoping we get a G2 victory this weekend, right? <laughs> everybody have a great right. weekend. Enjoy Glad the finals. Act. And Calvin wants FBX. Everybody have a good night. Have fun, everybody. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.